this podcast episode was recorded back in 2019. So that's why everyone's acting like the world is not in the middle of a raging pandemic. It gives a good idea of what goes on at the Common House when we're not in lockdown. Enjoy. This is Common House Radio, podcasting from East London. The Common House is a collectively run space. It is an ongoing experiment. It is a space for groups and individuals to imagine alternatives to the subordination of life to profit and practice radical feminist, queer, anti-colonial politics. Learning, unlearning, solidarity and respectfully inhabiting our planet. This is the first season of our podcast series. And we will be speaking with different groups and collectives involved in the Common House. You can find out more on our website, www.commonhouse.org.uk. On Facebook, at The Common House. Or come along to the Assembly on the first Sunday of every month at 1pm. So hi, welcome to The Common House Radio and uh, the first edition of The Common House Podcast. We're really excited to be here in the small room of uh, the Radio Ava, The Common House. Um, and uh, welcome uh, to our two guests. you want to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Audrey Simmons and I'm from the Association of Black Humanists. My name is Saray Dodd and I'm from the Radical Education Forum. Oh, welcome, and um, thanks to um, um, Grietje, who's doing the sound for us today. And um, uh, this, I'm Ilona, I'm a friend of the Common House, and uh, going to be one of the hosts of the podcast series. Uh, we'll have other voices on, uh, I'm sure, in the future. We wanted to first just hear a bit about your group, so um, either of you to start? Okay, well, um, Radical Education Forum started a long time ago, about 11 years ago, in my friend's living room. Uh, I was a teaching assistant at the time, a couple of people were um, teachers, and we just started this, well, talking about things regularly <laughs> and calling it the Radical Education Forum. Yeah, I'll talk a bit more later about what it is. Um, yes, we're the Association of Black Humanists, formerly called London Black Atheists. Um, we started about six years ago by um, Lola Tinimbu and Clive Arude and a few others. Um, they were humanists, they'd been attending humanist meetings, but found that there were no other black people there wondering where they were and why they weren't coming to sort of general humanist groups and that there must be a need. And that came out of the group of they all ex-Christians themselves and, you know, realising that there was nowhere for black people to go who were going through some of the issues that black people face with after leaving religion. And so set up what was then the London Black Atheist and what's recently become the Association of Black Humanists to try and offer support and um, for people, black people leaving religion. Amazing. Um, so we, just to follow on from this, we were trying to highlight the connection, I guess, between what you, how you think about things and how you do things, because uh, lots of groups involved in the Common House are about doing and making things. So can you tell us a bit more about what it is uh, that is the thinking behind uh, what you do? Okay, well, with the Radical Education Forum, um, 
it's very much about discussion and exploration. I mean, those of us working in education, like myself included, I had just led a strike of 13 days and been heavily involved in the trade union. A lot of us are very involved in the trade union. And actually what we sometimes lose sight of through doing that stuff, which is often quite um, focused on the material gains of staff and not actually the politics of what we do in the classroom. Um, so the, the beauty for me, and I only speak as one member, I'm not in charge of it or anything, so you know, please do come to meetings if you want to hear from other people, not just me, but it's, it's about um, exploring and having a space to process the things that we do in the classroom. Um, and sometimes that shoots off to organising little bits and pieces. So like tomorrow we're discussing Ofsted. Um, we're going to discuss how much we should engage with Ofsted and maybe put something to a Ofsted consultation. Maybe not if we decide in the meeting that we, we just shouldn't engage. But it's, it's, there's so much happening in education all the time and it's very, very hard to keep your politics and to keep your agency and to keep thinking about issues of social justice when you're uh, in, in the current education system, that um, really we are not an organising group, but we're a place to explore alternatives. Things do come up, we, do, we have reading groups um, sometimes as like an offshoot, and then there's a, a writing group at the moment on zero tolerance and mental health in schools, and, and they, they're coming up with things. That's, a, that's in tandem with a group called um, I think it's psychologists for change so it's it's a very broad network of discussions and sometimes uh, campaigns etc the, the point being that it's not too narrow it's it's, it's quite free cool. Thinking behind us, um, as I've said, it's about finding a space for Black and Caribbean, Black and African people to come together who live in religion. Um, Africa and the Caribbean are very religion focused, and so being sort of withdrawing yourself from that isn't just about withdrawing yourself from religion, but it can be withdrawing yourself from family, from friends, and from your community, and that's isolating. So it's trying to provide a space for people to come who have been through that experience in some cases or have an understanding of what that means. That doesn't mean that we only um, allow black and Caribbean people to come along it is open to everybody um, so we have no restrictions in, in terms of those things everybody is welcome to come along but there is a focus on on Africa and, and the Caribbean and because other places are open for everybody else and it isn't um, a specific religion based so it is about people who come from those spaces um, and having that space to come to us we want to try and just give people some education so we have talks that come um, once a month we have various people who come along um, our next talk will be on atheism as we've just had um, national um, atheist day and you know just people not having the opportunity to talk about how they are as non-believers and what that means how they got that to, to you know the journey that they've been on so it's just a kind of space for those kind of things to take place we try and organize events we've got to try and organize a mental health event um in june because leaving religion can affect your mental health give you anxiety you know dealing with depression and things like that so again it's trying to give people that space give people information so that they can then can continue their journey as non-believers um, and you mentioned the change of name, a recent change of name. That's right. Um, yeah. Can you explain a bit more uh, why that happened? Oh, the, the fight, the debate, the argument. 
within the black community, the word atheist is just like a punch in the face. And to have black atheist is just not, those two words will never, never come together. And at first it was considered to be quite radical, do you know what I mean, to see a, those two words together. But what we've also realised now, as time has gone on, that there are a lot more African groups. So there's the Nigerian atheist, there's a Kenyan atheist, and the Ghanaian um, humanist, sorry. So the, that word humanism, which wasn't a word that was well known, is becoming more known. And as African people in Britain, we kind of wanted to make those kinds of alignments. So having the same names, that, that's used in, in, in Africa, in African countries, then gives people an understanding of what we're doing and what, we're, what, what, you know, what our aims are. So we kind of wanted to align with, African, with what was going on in African um, countries. And there's a, there was a Jamaican atheist group and they've disbanded. And I think the word atheist has its own connotations within the religious world. So when people are leaving, you know, some people still have that kind of dislike or fear of that word. So it's just trying to think about how we attract people, how people can come to us without feeling stigmatised and having the old baggage of what that word meant. Mm. Well, that you both talked about kind of the space and um, coming to groups. And so the next uh, bit we wanted to talk about was actually about where we are now, which is the Common House. Um, so right now we're um, we're sitting in the radio room of the Common House, um, and we might hear some sounds outside um, during this podcast because there's a banner making workshop happening, um, lots of things happening. There's a buzzer that just went off as uh, someone um, uh, to come in. Um, so just now to the Common House, uh, can you describe uh, the first time you came to the Common House and how it was for you? Yeah, well, I think I just alluded to it in, the, in t talking about the place I was at in my life when I came here. Um, coming back to Radical Education Forum after all these years in teaching, um, and it just felt really friendly. I mean, for a start, obviously, I went to the wrong door, um, but <laughs> once I'd found it, <laughs> it was uh, just really uh, lovely to see all the books and the brick and uh, just to feel like I could let go a little bit. It's an unusual space, and so the first, it, when you've come through the door, I wasn't quite sure what to expect or how how it was all set up. And then when you come into the room and you think, okay, so this is a space, and it's got a little kitchenette, and I love spaces with little kitchenettes, <laughs> because at our group we like to bring food and like to bring, you know, what I mean, we try to make it welcoming. So to have that space again, so those kind of things really fulfilled what we need, and it has the practical things that you need. And I think that's really helped us. We've managed to use a common house as a kind of base, really, that people know that this is where we're going to be. And so that's been really good. And to see all the different posters and to know what else is going on, because it's like, what does that common house mean? But when everyone's poster is up there and you can see all the different groups that are involved, it makes you feel that you're part of something that you didn't realise actually existed. Who knew that there was a group about radical education and what that means? So to see all of the stuff that's, that's going around and what other people are doing has really been really been good for us to know that because you get a time you get a feeling that you're working by yourself doing your own thing and then to see other groups try and do the same thing is really quite warming hmm. and so what what do you, what does the common house kind of mean to you or maybe to others in radical yeah, education I, mean, I, I quite knew to to it actually i was doing emails for a while before i really paid attention to sorry about that and now that even doing this and just hearing you speak it's just really opening my eyes to how, how lovely it is to be part of a, a broader community 
that I think, and I think all the things that are going on seem to matter to each other as well, complement each other. I mean, certainly the things that you're discussing will true, ring true, true for me. So it's that that common aspect, isn't it? It's all we all have this in common. And um, what else do you think uh, is involved in the common house? Like, what what is involved in in having or organizing or um, coordinating the common house? Mutual respect, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. I suppose to be there's. I always assume there are other people beavering away at the back, doing things, the admin things. So yeah, there's. You, can, you suddenly realise that there's a lot of work that goes into just having this space, and it isn't just about turning up. That there's other things that need to be done in the background. And we all need to be working together to get this space to be a common space. I think sometimes that's difficult for people to actually realise because it's other people doing things in the background. And so, but it's to recognise that there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes to make this space a common space. Hmm. Uh, so, um, so Audrey, you're mentioning when you're coming in and seeing the different posters and information about other groups uh, that are involved. Um, and I know, sorry, you said you're like a bit new to the Common House, but I wonder if there are other groups involved in the Common House that you've kind of collaborated with and or even hearing about each other's work. Uh, has that sparked anything off? It hasn't. I've, I've looked at some of the groups and thinking, wow, they seem interesting, but I've never really taken it any further than that. And I think it would be nice if we had that space to sort of, um, you know, look at other groups and stuff. So I think this podcast has been really good because you kind of see names, you're not quite sure what they do or how you link because you're so different. So it'd be given that space for us to sit down and think, actually, there are common grounds and maybe we could do something. But I hadn't thought of a group that I really... Oh, the Radical Feminist sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I have personal links to Feminist Fight Back pr- prior to Common House, um, but that's just you know, who I'm friends with, <laughs> you know, that's not really to do with, um, and, and I think similar to Audrey, I mean, one of the dangers obviously with, with education is that we're, we're quite narrow and we're quite busy and uh, it's quite hard to do anything <laughs> outside of your job, um, so uh, I wouldn't like to make any promises <laughs> about things that we could do, but just this is a really lovely way of... Uh, sharing and sharing what we do and listening to what other people do if there's any way we could cross over in future that would be lovely mm. um, I, I, again I wanted to come to the radical and radical education mm. how, how would you um, characterize the like how is radical education different from another forum where we might discuss well, you know it's quite an interesting one because there are it's I don't want to sound like a politician, but we're a broad church. You know, <laughs> hearing that a lot at the moment. Um, and there are aspects within, um, like sometimes people would come from more of an unschooling uh, place. That's not where I come from at all. I wouldn't be uh, someone who would necessarily support. Like I've been inside the comprehensive system. I fight within the system. Um, I've been within the trade unions. But there are other people that come at it from more from a point of view of thinking about things like homeschooling um, and looking at uh, really being outside of the system completely. Um, I think that would be the, the the sort of starkest contrast within. What, what we discuss and explore. Um, I, I mean, what does radical mean? I, I think it's just questioning how things are. I, I, I don't know, really. <laughs> it's, it's a name that's stuck, but it's just allowing people to not necessarily 
uh, just keep going with the status quo and just accept everything, all the processes and the technologies that are at, at work in what we do. Um, I mean, particularly at the moment, it is it's pretty stark for teachers. We, we, we are treating people as numbers a lot of the time. Um, and you end up feeling, if there's not actually a lot of places to um, to process what it is that we do, I mean, there's teacher burnout, there's there's a, a mental health epidemic for, amongst students and teachers. Um, so just having somewhere that you can throw all that out the window and explore an alternative, it might actually help us to radicalise what we're doing within within the education system i don't know if that at all answers your question <laughs> um that links to the next uh, question we had which was um about your your vision as a group uh, or as a collective and uh, what is the best possible thing your group could achieve um well i think that it's quite important that we don't have a vision um i'm it's quite it's very low stakes and it's very important i think that it can be low stakes we have some organizational issues with that in that i mean i'm able to do things at the moment because i'm not working but obviously teachers are incredibly busy and um, we tend to have a rotation of doing the admins etc just so that it doesn't become another workload pressure um obviously in that we can be quite meandering and so sometimes people might want there to be a, a vision or a focus but it's actually quite important that it 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 carries on not having that high stakes um, agenda behind it there are things that come that people might set up and do separate things i mean last month we had a, an amazing meeting um, where a speaker came from the gypsy romney traveler youth service and uh from the back of that he wants to get into lots of schools and union groups and then we're just you know widening the discussion around tra travelers and education etc um and, i mean we we, we learned so much from that um you could take that and you could have a vision with that but then the next month we're going to be looking at something completely different and um i think it's important that we're just able to to keep that up there's not many places within education where you can just explore without having to execute something <laughs> if that makes sense mm. and uh, how about you Audrey I don't know if we have a vision we I think the things that we'd like to do there are lots of things that we'd like to do and I think we'd like to be um, there'll be more of us so we can have little pockets in Birmingham and Bristol and places like that um, doing similar things or doing things that are more local and to be be able to be a bit more involved in the local community we have religious groups that are there you know they've got the resources to put on clubs and, and various things mother and baby units all these kinds of things and be part of the community and I think that's something that we'd like to be able to do you know so that when and sort of those those crisis moments when um, you know you see past or whatever on TV representing the community and to be able to be part of that to say that actually there's another voice within the black community that also represents people and you know what I mean and these are the things that we do so it's not about it's about being part of everything and just kind of expanding what we do so that more people get to go to get to be able to live the life that if they choose to leave religion that they've got a space to go and that they can still do be part of the community as well great um we we were going to ask also 
so what would be like a worst case scenario of something that would happen in your group? Oh, I don't know. I mean, the funny things that happen at well, I don't know if they're funny. So, and I think that also shows how welcoming we are. We had a group of, we'd done a particular topic, and I can't remember what it was now, but we had a group of Christians come along. <laughs> they didn't realise that it wasn't, you know, that we were atheists, and they, they sat down there. And we had a great discussion, and one person came in, she had a cross on her, for big cross earrings, and all this kind of thing. And we kind of thought, oh, it's a bit odd. But anyway, everybody's welcome. So we had a whole meeting, and at the end of it, they realised, they went, oh my God, you're atheists. And we're like, yeah, <laughs> have a piece of cake. And so they ate, and they stayed, and they left. And so it wasn't horrible, but it was very strange because we we kind of didn't realise that they were Christian. They didn't realise that we were non-believers, and so there was a whole session of because the topic wasn't about anything religious. We don't only do religious stuff, but yeah, we sat there and then they were all interactive. And I said, "Thank God you got a big cross on her chair. This one had big cross earrings, and you know, and it's like." And then it wasn't till the end that they realised that they know where they were. So yeah, so it shows that we're welcoming. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we could really have a worst-case scenario in that we we just having conversations. So, I mean, if somebody came in, and because we're not hierarchical, if somebody came in and said, oh, I've got a really good idea, let's discuss, like, data triangulation, and we had to, like, you know, listen, that would be quite bad. But I, I think that, you know, I think that uh, that's quite unlikely with a name like Radical Education Forum, you know. So we wanted to ask a little bit more about you. Um, you said you're, you know, you're members of uh, this group or collective, and so uh, thinking a, a bit left field, perhaps, or um, imaginatively uh, about what you're what you're involved in. Uh, the question is, if you had a superpower, uh, what would it be? So do you want to start, Sarah? My superpower would be languages. I would love to be able to speak all the languages in the world. I don't know what that's got to do with the Radical Education Forum, but... Be able to communicate with your parents and speak mute. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, just to be able to, to speak. I mean, I, I do have a real um, place in my heart for, the, for those students who, who are sat there not understanding a word of what's being said. And if I could just switch on the language and help them to... Uh, access what's what's happening around them that would be fantastic um, mine would be to read people's minds. I think that being able to know what people are actually thinking, what, actually pe what people actually want. A lot of people that come to our groups are living double lives or having to pretend that they're, you know, they're at church and, or going to church when, when they don't believe. And it makes them very guarded so that when they come, so you expect them to be freer here, but they still have to be in the guard in case, you know, somebody sees them, somebody hears them, so we can't take pictures. And it would just be nice to say, would, but, to know that what they've said is exactly what they want and be able to do something about it so that you just make their life easier even though they wouldn't know that I could read their mind and exactly <laughs> what they wanted. Um, and would everyone read their mind in your No, 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 just me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone reading their mind. And so if you had to go to another planet uh, with similar issues to our own, perhaps, um, and you could take a backpack with you, uh, what would be in your backpack? Well, I would want to be able to make music. I think that would be good. So I'd want to have enough people to sing with, or like a guitar or instruments that haven't been invented that we could learn. <laughs> I think that would be good and quite a good metaphor for effective education as well. Um, board games, that'd be fun. 
So you talked about nonsense. So um, what are the things that maybe make you angry? I think injustice. I think when I, there's a lot of injustice in this world. We've just seen, you know, rich people in America buying their children's education. We see children in other schools being denied a, a decent practical education. And we see lots of things going on. People going to prison for things that actually they shouldn't be going for, or that there could be, they're getting extra sentences. Just injustice, this whole, we have a lot of inequality. And if you're in a particular group of people, and, and in a particular part of time, then you're the losers. And if you're in another group, you're the winners. And so if we had a little bit more justice and a little bit more equality, then, you know, we could just improve people's lives just a little bit better. At the moment, we don't seem to be doing that. Um, yeah, I think injustice is what makes me angry too. And, and thinking about it in terms of uh, what I tend to focus on, the state of education. I mean, that, I've <laughs> in a decade of teaching, I've been part of a whistleblowing campaign about cheating, a union campaign about uh, cutting jobs. And it's all just felt really um, hard and quite ruthless. And the people who've been making the decisions haven't been thinking about um, people at all. And that's really, really frustrating. It's really frustrating also that people without any skills make decisions, <laughs> people who don't actually know how to listen um, and uh, therefore how to teach <laughs> are uh, telling us. There's a lot of um, scrutiny and a lot of managerialism. And for me, that goes hand in hand with with a lack of social justice, because it's not what education is about. Something that we address, I mean, we, we're all very angry Mondays once a month. It does just sort of tend to be sometimes quite therapeutic for everybody just to talk about their anger. Um, yeah, something that um, we wanted to talk about in this podcast as well because we sometimes feel like we can't talk about what we're angry about or it's not so proper to be angry about stuff and uh, and uh, so something we wanted to um, bring out as something that moves us and that makes us do things uh, but that can also bring us energy and uh, bring us to like in contact with things and people and so we also wanted to ask you like what brings you joy what kind of moves you in in, in other ways well the music obviously <laughs> I mean this this um, radical education forum has been 
very very good for me and it's motivated me I, I, I'd reached complete burnout and my friend was still uh, involved in radical education forum and she told me to come I wanted to I wanted to shut it all off not even think about education I, I, I quit my job I was just with my children full-time but coming here and and realizing I do have a lot to offer and that these experiences do matter and that there is a place that I can talk about them and that it can start to make sense so there isn't the same high pressured place that it was at before that has motivated me that has actually uh, taken me forward and I would like to think that other teachers or anyone working in education or students who are having a, a raw time in education with all these ideas float around in their head could also be motivated um, by just the existence of a space like that. For me, it's just seeing members coming in and start thinking that they've got a space and that they enjoy what happen what's happening. It just means that they have, you know, that, that what we try to achieve has been achieved. And also when people come back, when you see someone that's come back to a meeting and said, I enjoyed it the last time and I've come back. And it kind of lets you know that actually what you're doing is okay. And that's the feedback you get, whether they say anything, whether they do anything, if they just come back and just sit there and are, are there, and or, or able to use us in a way that best suits them, mm. and that they can go away thinking. And when they go away, it leaves us thinking that actually we've done something that's has meaning to somebody's life, and so we just keep going. <laughs> um, and so, um, just some last words about uh, your group, and maybe uh, how people can get involved if they want to get involved. Is there any information that you want to share? Okay, um, I should really know this. <laughs> you can send an email to Radical Education Forum at riseup.net. Is that the end of the Rise Up emails? <laughs> Probably. Look it up. Uh, there's a Tumblr, whatever that is. I take no responsibility for things that aren't the emails. Um, and there's a Facebook. Uh, and all we do is advertise the last Monday of every month uh, to come. Every now and then we do change the date uh, because of the school holidays and bank holidays. We don't want to make teachers come out in their holidays. Um, but just come along. And actually, you know what's really nice is when people don't come along. We've got so many members on the list. And I know what it's like. You can't get to a meeting, but you can just read. We sometimes just put articles out that are nice to read. And then you can just send a little email and then we can have a little conversation conversation if you can't actually get to a meeting um, and just keep keep your ear to the ground and some people say things like I can't get to meetings I'm too exhausted but I'm really happy that this is happening uh, it gives me some hope that this is happening and then that you know if, if nothing else then just uh, share that sentiment with us that would be lovely um, we're on Facebook um, Association of Black Humanists um, we are on Meetup and um, we put out all our meetings on there. We meet the last Saturday in every month. And we do other events as well, which again are advertised on, on Meetup. So feel free to look and, and you, although the our title includes the word black, it is not restrictive. It is where we welcome everybody that, that wants to come along, that shares the ideas, that have been through the same experiences. Those are the things that, that are m much more important than your ethnicity. But we use the word black so that people who are black people who are sitting at their computers can actually identify themselves in, in, in what's going on. But please feel free to come along and, be, and participate in what we do. 
Oh, thank you. And is there anything uh, that you wanted to say to each other that you've learned from what you said today? Just thank you for telling me about your group. It, it's, um, I think it's really important and actually I think it's quite a, an important conversation to be having in schools as well. Um, obviously we could talk more about that and the role of religion in schools and, and people's identity and the struggles that people can, uh, can have. Um, yeah, thank you for opening my mind up to thinking about these things. For me, I'm glad there's some a group of people that are looking at education radically. I'm glad that there is someone who's dissecting what's going on because governments successively have just taken education and they've messed with it. And I think those teachers that are actually thinking about it, actually caring enough about it to get together and to process what's going on and to, and to try and do something about it, it's actually quite warming to know that that's what's going on because you just only have highlights and headlines of what's going on. And to know that there's a group that's actually thinking about it from a different perspective is actually quite warming. So, um, you know, carry on. <laughs> um, thank you so much to both of you for being in the hot seat for the first uh, Common House podcast. And thanks so much for listening, and uh, see you soon. Thank you. Come on.